Welcome to the root of all success with the real Jason Duncan, a podcast that explores how the world's most powerful entrepreneurs unlocked success and how their stories can help you do the same. A successful educator turned entrepreneur, Jason has built multi-million dollar businesses that have been featured in Inc. Magazine and Entrepreneur Magazine. His life's mission now is helping entrepreneurs live what he calls hashtag the exit lifestyle. Introducing TEDx speaker, mastermind leader, author, entrepreneur, cigar aficionado, motorcycle enthusiast, and host of the root of all success, the real Jason Duncan. The real Jason Duncan. Welcome back to another episode. It's the real Jason Duncan here. I'm so glad that you're taking the time to listen today. I have a fantastic guest today. David Meltzer is going to be joining us. If you've ever heard or seen the movie, heard of or seen the movie Jerry Maguire, well, you're about in for a treat because this guy was involved in that movie. Is his firm, his law firm, which was the the Lee Steinberg Sports Agency and Entertainment Agency, that's that movie was made about him. And one of the cool things about doing this show is I get to have access to people like David that I wouldn't normally have access to. But because I have a, a good show and people listen to the show uh, and I invited him to be on, he's uh, he's agreed to come on and be on the show. So listen, I want you to pay attention to what he talks about. Uh, but let me give you let me give you a little bit of what kind of his background. So he's a co-founder of Sports One Marketing. He formerly served as the CEO of the Lee Steinberg Agency, which we talked about just a moment ago. Uh, he's a three-time international best-selling author, a uh, top 100 business coach, and a host of the top entrepreneur podcast, The Playbook. He's the executive producer of two Apple TV shows, um, which is The Two-Minute Drill and Office Hours. He's also the executive producer of Entrepreneur's number one digital business show, Elevator Pitch. And he's featured in many books, uh, movies, TV shows, such as The World's Greatest Motivators, Think and Grow Rich, which, by the way, uh, you know, I'm going to show this later when I talk to him. But we're going to talk a lot about Think and Grow Rich and how important that book is and how he was featured in it. Uh, Additionally, he's been recognized by Variety Magazine as their Sports Humanitarian of the Year and awarded the Ellis Island Medal of Honor. He's going to tell a story about um, about the crushing blow to his uh, what he thought would be his legacy and his impact on the world when he lost everything and had to file bankruptcy. And even to the point of having to uh, deliver some bad news to his mom about her house, but he's recovered from all of that. And now his mission is to empower over 1 billion people to be happy. And this mission is what drives him to do what he does every day on a consistent basis. And I want you to pay attention when I get to the point in the show where I ask him about his definition of success, listen very carefully, pause it, rewind it, and listen again. Please welcome to the show, David Meltzer. Well, Dave, welcome to the show, The Root of All Success. I'm so glad that you're here today with me. I can't think of a better place to be and a better topic to speak about than success. Well, you've had a lot of success um, as an entrepreneur. You've had the sports agency, all the stuff that you've done, the movie, which I want to talk a little bit about how that kind of plays into your story. But one of the things that I that I really love about this show is getting to connect with people that uh, that I probably would never otherwise have the opportunity to sit down with. And you, you, I count you as one of those guys. I mean, you, you've got some notoriety, some fame. You've done some amazing things in the entrepreneurial space, in the social media space, in the influencing space. 
And it's an honor as a host to get and sit down with people just like you. And, you know, I got to be on one of your lives on IG not too long ago. And it was a pleasure. You were sitting in your car and we were having a conversation. And the guy that was on before me was a young guy from um, somewhere in Africa who was a great speaker, real young. I can't I don't remember his name, but you do some impressive things and you want to make a billion people happy. So how's that going? Yeah. So over a billion, don't limit me, but it's going really well. And I think it stems from my experience as an entrepreneur, understanding how things aggregate, how exponential growth works and how to detach our emotions from an outcome. But most importantly, how to think big, how to, you know, scare yourself and others with what you want or think you want in the future. And empowering over a billion people to be happy by finding a thousand people like you, Jason, to empower a thousand, to empower a thousand. The math gets really simple. The objective of being able to articulate and communicate effectively with someone like you to be able to then empower another thousand to empower a thousand, but thousand and thousand is a million, a million times a thousand is a billion. I'm going for over a billion people, a collective consciousness to change the world. I know it scares people on an airplane when they ask me what I do. And I'm like, I'm changing the world. Uh, they kind of move over a little bit, but I know I'm on the right track as an entrepreneur when I scare the hell out of people with what I want to do. Well, if your dreams aren't big, they're just kind of nice things to think about, right? Yeah, <laughs> you gotta, exactly. you gotta have big dreams. Well, how did, uh, how did you get your start as an entrepreneur? Now, now some, some people say, well, it was when I was a kid, I mowed grass or whatever, but what was it for you that got you started as an entrepreneur? Well, I wanted to be rich. So that was the first start. My mom, uh, I had a single mom who raised six kids in Akron, Ohio, packed my dinner in a paper bag, worked two jobs. And the only time we weren't happy, uh, all of us, my mom and her six kids, uh, was when there was financial stress. So uh, great importance became about making a lot of money and, you know, understanding going to law school that I'd be limited by hourly wage did not excite me. And so, you know, getting out of law school, getting a job offer to be a litigator, you know, maybe $500 an hour, which, you know, as a poor kid seemed like a lot of money, but I could not limit myself by an hourly wage. And so I went a different route. I sold internet uh, legal research online and was a millionaire nine months out of law school. So luckily for me, very successful early on as an entrepreneur propelled me to continue that pursuit uh, of being an entrepreneur, of not limiting myself by an hourly wage. Why do you think so many people settle for the hourly wage? Security. Look, and, I, and I'm fine with it. I think a lot of people diminish uh, respect on people that are okay supporting their families and not taking risks. I teach everybody, whether it be your education or your investment or your skills, knowledge, and desire, and how applicable to a job profession, a career, and industry to do their own timing and risk tolerance analysis. Uh, and look, some people's timing and risk tolerance are completely aligned with working for somebody and making an hourly wage. And I support it fully. It's not for me, right? My personal experiential giving and receiving values are much bigger. And I'm, I love taking that risk. I've risked everything and I've lost everything. And to me, that meaning that I gained from losing over $100 million and going bankrupt, is absolutely one of the greatest experiences of my life. And I wouldn't be where I am today, but for that. Now, when it happened, that wasn't the meaning that I gave that inflection point or defined moment. But today, I can gladly say after making it all back and living my life of my dreams, that uh, it is a great experience to lose everything. You know, anybody in the middle of that 
can't have that meaning in it. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know that I've ever met anybody who's in the middle of the, of the shit show or the the tornado or whatever you, in the middle that goes, this is going to be awesome. You know, we hear people say this happens for you, not to you. Look, I get it. But in the middle, man, you ain't thinking that. So what, when do you come if out? You, of if you would, let me just interject. Cause that's an interesting point, right? I tell people all the time, if you were able to do that, you wouldn't be in that situation. But right? you'd be so enlightened if, if, if when I was going bankrupt and lost over 100 million, if I could have had the awareness and the enlightenment to say, oh, man, I'm being promoted and protected. This is saving my life. It's saving <laughs> my marriage. This is the best thing that ever happened to me. I wouldn't have effing been in the situation because I would have, I've been so enlightened. I want to put myself into that position. So I think uh, incongruent with that thought process is the ability to say, look, I am being protected and promoted, but I know that it'll never happen to me again because I have an awareness about it. But when things do get difficult, when things uh, you know, are amiss, I make mistakes, setbacks, failures. I have a different perspective because of it that I am being promoted and protected, but I'll never be in the middle of that much of a shit show again. Uh, so I'll never know if I could have that perspective. Well, I, I, you know, people like you and people like me, you know, we're, we're coaches, we're influencers. We try to help, right? We, we, you you want to make over a billion people happy. You want to help people. I want to help people. And sometimes uh, it's hard to help that person in the middle, isn't it? Where, where, you know, you have a better perspective as a coach. You say, Hey, it's going to be okay. What's happening right now. It sucks, but it's going to be fine. What, what do you, I know people are listening to this right now that are in the middle of that. They're, they're in a bad place. What, what's your advice in the middle of that as a coach? Yeah. As a coach, I stick to values and daily practices. So I take it day by day. I talk about the limitations of the past. So I'd say here, let's look at what we think we want in the future. Let's take the defining moments and flexion points of the past and let's start practicing changing its meaning. Like you said, in the middle of it, can't change the meaning immediately, but you can start changing the meaning and a trajectory of what you think you want in the future. But most importantly, I get them to focus in on today. What can we do today? Who can we help? Who can help you? How best to get further along today and then prioritize differently than we did before in order to apply our why again, not search for something we already have, but know that we don't have to get more happy, more healthy, more wealthy, more worthy. Let me help you figure out what you're doing to interfere with what you already are. You already are happy, healthy, wealthy, and worthy. You're just interfering with it. Let's figure out what you're doing to interfere with it so that we can accelerate in the trajectory of what you think you want, having an open mind, open heart, and open hands and change our mind from the messages or the lessons of our past experiences. And slowly but surely, I'll be able to change the meaning of those defined moments or inflection points to accelerate the trajectory of what you think you want in the future. A hundred million dollars is a lot of money. So you, you, you became a millionaire nine months out of law school, selling legal, uh, legal research. Where did it go wrong? I mean, what, why, why did you go from rocket ship up to a hundred million to rock bottom? What, what did you do wrong? What happened? Yeah. So I didn't ask for help. You know, I had moved from a world of not enough where things happened to me to that world you were talking about, about for me and everything nine months out of law school and beyond indicated or confirmed that money bought love or happiness. And I knew everything. I was Midas and I bought the bullshit that everybody said. I took yes for an answer from so many people. And thank goodness, my wife, 
who's my dream girl from the fourth grade who didn't like me until I was late twenties. Thank God. My wife is very honest and wasn't afraid to tell me the truth and told me she was going to leave me, told me I was lost, told me I better take stock in who I was two years before I lost everything, by the way. And I will tell you, there's only one reason that I lost everything. It's because I didn't ask for help. I thought I knew what I didn't know. I could have found someone in a situation that, uh, could have given me directions or guidance, but because I never had anything but success since the time I was 24 out of law school, I thought that I knew everything. And I'll tell you what I've learned is I don't know what I don't know. And I now live in a world of more than enough where my faith is not in me getting it done, but me getting out of my own way, clearing the interference between me and what I have faith in an omniscient, all powerful, all knowing, omnipresent source that loves me more than my mom who will slap me on the hands. If I reach out to touch a fire, it will yell at me if I'm in the wrong position with the wrong ideas, but will never punish me, but only promote me and protect me along the way. What's your, what's your wife's name? Julie. Julie. So Julie's been with you through all of this. Yes, sir. Stuck it out. Yes, she did. And uh, I will tell you, I am so blessed uh, there, you know, first girl I met when I moved to San Diego, California, she skateboarded by my house. I was looking out the window immediately. My heart just started racing in the fourth grade. I asked her to go steady with me in the sixth grade. Uh, she said, no, I asked to a friend cause I was too afraid. She told me, no, tell him to ask me himself. So I threw an egg at her, told her <laughs> friends were prettier than her. And it took me until I was uh, 26 years old to bump into her. I, her mom had passed away. Uh, six months before I got pushed into her. And I always tell her, I know your mom pushed, pushed me right into you. And I wasn't going to blow it the second time. Wow. So you guys got married uh, tw- at 26 or so? 30. I got married at 30. I took my time. I got married at 30. Uh, and, and then we had our first child uh, in a year from then. So we have four children now. Uh, my wife is my just everything. Uh, best decision I've ever made. And just so grateful that she uh, put me in my place, but also didn't leave me when she put me in her place. Wow. Well, congratulations on that because I, I too have one of those ladies in my life. My wife is amazing. I've, we've been married for 27 and a half years. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I'm 25. We just celebrated our 25th birthday. I'm, I'm back one day since our anniversary in Europe. Well, congrats. Congrats. Our 25th was uh, the 2020 and we were supposed to go to Jamaica that year, but everything got, everything got closed. So we did our 25th, plus one in Jamaica in 2021. And uh, she, yeah, she's my best friend, best thing that ever happened to me. And what's, what's really funny is that the, the most views I've ever had on any video ever, ever is like 25 million views. And it was, I was on uh, another podcast as a guest and talking about my wife and that clip, 25 million people. And it's crazy, absolutely crazy, because people don't think about long-term relationships the way you think about it, the way I think about it. Wives, husbands are disposable. We'll get another one that's when it's inconvenient. But Julie could have certainly disposed of you because you made a bunch of mistakes and you did, you lost everything. Like yeah, that's the way people think. You go to the comments, that's what people say. That's what you have to do. When he loses everything, you got to go get another man. That's not how this works. No, and I, it wasn't just I lost everything, right? I wasn't treating her the way that she should have been treating, right? I, I wasn't telling the truth. I was going places I shouldn't go. I surround myself with people I shouldn't surround myself with. And, you know, she set not only didn't leave me, but set me straight 
and told me, you know, I'm leaving. I don't want to stay around and watch you die. I don't want my girls to watch your behavior. You're not the man I married. But if you take stock in who you are and what you want to become, I'm willing to work this out with you and stay with you and help you work this out. And man, I'm a different person today, 16 years later than the day that she stood at my door to rock my world and tell me she's leaving. So, so you went from, you know, from zero to hundred million. How, how long did you have? And I, of course we're rounding numbers, but how long did you have the hundred before you lost a hundred? I mean, what that, was it a long period of time? Yeah. So six years, you know, okay. we, we were always hovering in there. I owned a golf course, a ski mountain homes around the world. And uh, you know, I, but I spent a lot. Uh, and so, you know, I probably would have had a lot more than hundred million if I wasn't buying stupid things like Ferraris and boats and planes <laughs> and stupid stuff. But, uh, look, I'm one of those people as, as much as it hurt. Uh, and I'll tell you that one of the hardest things, you know, like I said, my wife was going to leave me two years before I lost everything. She predicted what was going to happen. Right. Uh-huh. I, I just said it, but, but imagine this, you wake up, I've been on the right path for two years. I wake up, I I just created so many bad causes and things I couldn't get out of. And I not only woke up and had to claim bankruptcy, lost everything, movers at the door, you know, foreclosure signs everywhere, repos. I mean, the litigation was beyond belief. But the worst thing was this, man. The only reason I wanted to be rich is I wanted to buy my mom a house, right? I, I Six kids in a two-bedroom apartment in Akron, Ohio, only time we weren't happy was financial stress. And I dreamed to buy my mom a house, which I bought her nine months out of law school, bought her a second house later on, a bigger house right down the street from me. And guess what? The hardest thing I ever had to do was to walk down to my mom's house and tell her not only did I lose everything, but I never took her house out of my name. So I lost her house mm-hmm. and she had to move. Now, as hard as that was, it was one of the greatest moments of my life in reflection, as we stated, because I thought for sure, if anyone's old enough and never seen Sanford and son, Elizabeth, <laughs> I'm coming Elizabeth. I thought when I told That's my mom, big one. <laughs> yeah, I, when I told my mom, she lost her house and had to move that she was going to drop. Like literally it was hard enough to tell her I went bankrupt, but I thought for sure she was going to drop. And all she did, I knocked on that door. Once I saw her face, I still get choked up today thinking about it. I just started crying and she got so scared. She like, Oh, honey, what happened? Is everybody okay? I'm like, yeah, yeah. Everyone's fine. Mom. I said, but I really screwed up. I I lost everything. I I lost your house and you got to move. And she said, Oh, she said, are you okay? I said, mama, I don't think you heard me. You have to move out of this house. She's "Oh, Oh, do you need some money? I'm like, mom, did you hear me? Yes. I heard you. You lost everything and I have to move, but are you okay? Man, that to me showed me how lost I was. I ridiculed my mom for so many years. She would tell me things, telling me I was lost. My wife would tell me I was lost. And I was like, mom, I make more in one day than you made in 10 years as a teacher. In one day, you're going to tell me I'm lost, right? I'll tell you, when my mom told me, am I okay? I was lost. I realized at that moment, that I uh, had no clue what my wife and my mom knew. And I was going to set myself on a different path to learn how you can live in unconditional love that money doesn't buy you love or happiness. It just allows you to shop 
and I'd been shopping for the wrong things and I got to change my ways and change my shopping habits. Wow, man. That's, that's powerful. You got two, two great ladies in your life that helped you, you know, your mom or Julie. And, uh, and I think you have daughters too. You were just talking Three about daughters and one son. Yes, sir. Yeah. So you got a lot of powerful ladies that are very, very influential in your life. We all need those, those in our lives. So you went from, went from nothing out of law school, became a millionaire, got up to a hundred million dollars, jet setting, living the life, buying people's stuff, buying stupid stuff. You had it for about six years and then it all came crashing down because you didn't ask for help. So how long before you asked for help so that you could just start the rebuilding process? Well, I've been on this journey, learning and surrounding myself with the right people, the right ideas, working with, you know, the guys from The Secret. So Jack Canfield and Bob Proctor and all these guys were guiding me. I asked for help before I lost everything. I got mentors in my life uh, to help me understand what was going on. So believe it or not, it only took me two weeks to make my first million dollars after I claimed bankruptcy, but it was about two years and two weeks uh, because I was on a journey learning, even though I was losing all the different money that I was losing because I you know, couldn't recover fast enough from all the stupid stuff I was doing, but I was on the right path growing and learning for two years before I went bankrupt. And then it only took me two weeks because I'd put in the work uh, ask for enough help. I had people surrounding me to give me options, opportunities, and touches of favor. I was running the most notable sports agency in the world at the time. Uh, you know, one of the most interesting things about the money that I had, it wasn't just that I had so much money. It was that I had access to stuff that even billionaires could afford to do. I was running the most notable sports agency. They made the movie Jerry Maguire about my firm and Lee Steinberg, who most people know, and so I could do, I could sit on the sidelines of the Super Bowl. I was representing everything from the Clemente Award to the Hall of Fame, just ridiculous opportunities. So it's one thing to have money, but it's another thing to have that much money when you have access to things that even people who have more money than you can't even access. <laughs> Let's take a quick break to thank our amazing sponsors for making this podcast possible. As an entrepreneur, I know that you have to deal with sales on a regular basis. I mean, every entrepreneur does. And if you aren't paying attention to sales as an entrepreneur, you're not going to be an entrepreneur for very long. But I've got a sponsor of this show called Dub that helps you bring the personal back to sales. If you want to figure out how to improve content creation, improve client trust, improve your sales process, decrease the sales cycle, because we all know time kills deals. If you want to increase client bookings and increase conversions, you need to take a look at Dub. There's a special offer for Dub for listeners to the root of all success at therealjasonduncan.com slash Dub. And that's D-U-B-B. I've been using this for years. I'm a huge fan and I'm so honored that they're our primary sponsor of the podcast. They have helped over 60,000 businesses around the world communicate better, to make sales easier, to make sales more personal. Dub is built for growing teams. I mean, you can set up video emails, you can set up custom onboarding, you can do admin reporting, anything you need around video and sales and automation, Dub is there. You can try Dub now. Your conversions to sales are waiting. All you got to do is go to therealjasonduncan.com slash Dub. And there you're going to get two weeks for free to try Dub plus 
months, you're going to get 50% off your first two months of dub. You can't, you can't beat that. So go check it out. Go to therealjasonduncan.com slash dub. 40 years ago, you weren't in business unless you had your business in the Yellow Pages. You remember those things? <laughs> and 30 years ago, you weren't in business unless you had a door-to-door salesman. 20 years ago, you weren't in business unless you had a website. And today, you're not in business unless you're doing social media content. Am I right? Social media content. Social media content in the form of like micro content, which is 30 to 60 second spots on Instagram reels or TikTok or YouTube shorts. That's the way business is done. As a matter of fact, that may be how you found out about this podcast or me as a business coach. This medium that we're using today to communicate what we do is vitally important. And just recording yourself isn't enough. You've got to do it right. And my friends over at Story do it right. And one of the problems with doing it wrong is that you sit around thinking, well, what the heck am I going to record? What am I going to say? How am I going to say it? Like, I don't, I don't know what to talk about. Well, story takes all of that away from you. Stop wasting time trying to come up with content because story will send you a video prompt on what to record. You can pick the categories you want to record in, whether it's real estate, entrepreneurship, finance, relationship, leadership, life insurance. It could be anything. Don't waste time on that. And by the way, if you're not confident in talking on video or if the video editing portion takes up way too much of your time, Story will edit the videos to perform well on social media. They add the subtitles, the pop-ups, the Zoom cuts. They remove all the filler words like uh and um and uh. They remove the awkward pauses. And then they take that video and post it for you. They write the captions. They add the relevant hashtags. And they post it on the platforms that you care about the most. It's exactly what you need to be in business today. And to be successful at it. So if you want to learn how to do social media the way the influencers do, you need to go to therealjasonduncan.com slash story. And that story with two Y's. Why? Because they're awesome. Go to therealjasonduncan.com slash story. That's S-T-O-R-Y-Y for 10% off your first three months to try story out. You're going to thank me later. Thanks for listening to our sponsors. Now, back to the show. Yeah, when we, we use the wrong measuring stick at times in our life, don't we? We, you know, the measuring stick of just ac- of, of money versus the measuring stick of access versus the measuring stick of time. You know, I think for me, time is the most important thing. And, and, and I wouldn't trade a billion dollars for time. Like I, I want time. Time is the most important thing for me. So I'm glad to see that you had some perspective about that. So tell us a little bit about the Jerry Maguire, the movie that was that pre bankruptcy or post bankruptcy. Pre, Oh yeah. It was pre pre. And I was just blessed to be hired as the chief executive officer of the notable sports agency you know, over at that time, which was a big deal. This is funny how things changed. We used to brag uh, when I was the CEO of, of the agency that we had managed over $2 billion in management, right? Now that's like four contracts. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> like, think about this. I We had Steve Young, Warren Moon, and uh, Troy Aikman. Together, we maybe made $30 million, right? <laughs> Together. <laughs> And, you know, Russell, was it Russell Wilson just signed like a $250 million contract with the Broncos? Well, Lee, Lee represents Pat Mahomes, and, right, he makes $50 million a year. Just him, a half a billion dollar, 10-year, $50 million a year contract. One client, a half a billion dollars. 
That's insane. You know, I, I just flew back from Vegas uh, yesterday. I had been crawling in bed to like two o'clock this morning. And on the way back, I watched on my iPad, the movie American underdog, you know, about Kurt Warner. Yeah, yeah. And that was a great movie. Holy crap. I, I didn't understand. Of course, I'm a Tennessee Titans fan. I'm from Nashville. So he beat us in the Super Bowl. So I've always yeah. been a little upset about that, but the story behind that is so good. And I can only imagine you've got so many of those cool stories because you know what it's like to be behind the scenes and, and these guys are trying to get it and try to get it and try to get it. And they finally hit it and get millions of dollars in the contract. Do you have any particular stories that come to the top of your mind about someone that you can say, yeah, this was a cool, this was a cool story. You know, I'll tell you a story about a Tennessee Titan, actually um, a guy named Myron roll. Myron roll was the number one recruited athlete out of high school, went to Florida state, graduated in three years. Uh, he won the road scholarship and decided not to go into the NFL, but take a year off to study at Oxford. He wanted to be a brain surgeon and he ended up coming back, getting drafted by the Titans. And uh, he ended up only making the practice squad and ended up going to Harvard med school and becoming a brain surgeon. And he'll probably be a Senator, if not a president someday, uh, which will be to me the most significant person I've ever represented uh, Myron role for the impact that'll have on the world. But, you know, Ricky Williams is a really interesting story. Ironically, I went to the same high school as Ricky. Uh, he ended up, you know, obviously being, you know, the first in this whole cannabis space. And what's so much fun for that for me is not only was he, you know, obviously a Heisman trophy winner, but one of the greatest running backs uh, of all time, very short career because he had a different perspective but he'll probably end up being one of the most successful entrepreneurs because he was involved in the cannabis space so early uh, and an enthusiast of, you know, what is a multi-billion dollar industry and uh, just an extraordinary guy. And then you have the legends, right? We had from Sabathia Ramirez to Aikman, Moon and Young and the boxers like Evander Holyfield, Lennox Lewis, uh, just extraordinary experiences. My business partner for 12 years was Warren Moon, the Hall of Fame quarterback. I always love to remind people that, he had to play in Canada for six years uh, because of the color of his skin that nobody thought that he could play quarterback for the Houston Oilers, which eventually became the Tennessee Titans. Right. So, uh, you know, Warren's going to be remembered. They'll do a movie someday about that story. And people will say, man, I had no idea what Warren Moon had to go through. Uh, and he set every record, by the way. Most people don't realize Warren Moon started when he was 44 years old, way back when, when you could hit a quarterback when you could bump and run receivers, when you could take their head off and played six years in the Canadian Football League, made the Canadian Hall of Fame and the only African-American quarterback in the professional Hall of Fame, the American Football Hall of Fame uh, here in Canton, Ohio. So this guy, Warren Moon, uh, there's a reason I picked him as my business partner. And the story will come out someday as much and as great as that Kurt Warner story. Just wait to hear the Warren Moon story. It's incredible. Well, the, the people that put those movies together, they do a fantastic job of pulling your heartstrings and making it because I didn't I, I didn't know all that story about him. And I would be, I would be interested to hear uh, Warren Moon's story as well. Let me let me ask you on a, a different topic off sports for a minute. So you've been involved in a lot of uh, a lot of books. And one of the books that that I talked about in the um, in the intro is that you're involved in Think and Grow Rich. You've got you've been featured in that book. 
I am one of the world's biggest fans of that book. And I, I quote, I quote, I, I run a mastermind and I quote it to my mastermind guys all the time. I've got a, I've got a mindset coach, good friend of mine. We go through that book together. We've actually got the, the think or grow rich workbook. We go through it together. So I love it. So I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big fan. What, what is your perspective of the book? I know you gave me a thumbs up there, but when I mentioned it, what's your perspective of that book? And then what was your part in being featured in that and in, in a release of that book? Yeah. So for me, number one, I read Think and Grow Rich every day. Uh, and they created Think and Grow Rich Legacy, which was they picked the next 100 successful people and learned their secrets of success uh, the same way. So I was featured, you know, in the second edition of Think and Grow Rich, the legacy. They made a movie, which they put me in that movie on Netflix. You can check it out, Think and Grow Rich, the legacy. But I actually went to the Napoleon Hill Foundation uh, to write my book. I I most impactful book of my life. I still read it every day, every day. Uh, it, it encompasses the reconciliation of uh, spirituality and pragmatic living. The two worlds, as I say, a faith world and the pragmatic world of I got to work ethic, integrity, working hard, working smart, just great, simple pieces of advice. And, you know, for me, Think and Grow Rich is the best business book, you know, better than Carnegie's, uh, you know, better than Covey. Think and Grow Rich as the perfect combination. And I wrote a book, Connected to Goodness, that is based off of Napoleon Hill's uh, philosophies. And I think of my own podcast, I've done over 1200 episodes, one of the top podcasts in the world, The Playbook. I use that access that we were talking about, right? Billionaires, millionaires, entrepreneurs, but celebrities, athletes, and entertainers. I do a playbook to success, basically Napoleon Hill. I get you on and I ask you, you know, give me your recipe, man. The fastest way to get to where you want to be is two ways. Helping somebody else get to where they want to be, which I know you take very seriously and so do I, but also Find someone in the situation you want to be in and ask them for directions. And so I use the playbook uh, for that purpose. It's kind of like Napoleon Hill's Think and Grow Rich. Yeah, well, I've got so my copies right here on my desk. I, I carry it with me everywhere I go. Um, I've been connected with the Napoleon Hill Foundation. They came out with a board game. I don't know if you know this, yeah. the Think and Grow Rich board. It's, it's sitting right there on the other side of my camera. I've not opened it yet. Uh, but yeah, I'm a huge fan. So I'm I'm honored that you're a part of that. And uh, because I, I think everybody, especially entrepreneurs, need to read that book and it need to consume it. You need to read it multiple times and go back through it and consume it. Let me ask you about this. This is the root of all success after all. So, so you've been, by all accounts, successful in many different areas of life. One is your marriage. One is your marriage to, to your wife and the kids. I'm sure that there's great successes like financial success. Uh, you've had access success, network success. But well, what would you say is your definition of that word? What would you say your definition of success is? You know, it's taken me years to build this definition. And, and I tell it all the time. Uh, success is the ability to enjoy the consistent every day, persistent without quit, pursuit of your potential. Not other people, not what they want, what's missing, what you don't have. But if you have the ability to enjoy the consistent, persistent pursuit of your potential, you're successful. And by that definition, do you consider yourself to be a successful person? Absolutely. And I have worked 16 years to obtain the passion, purpose, and profitability of that success that comes along with it. But that is the, the milestone. I, 
think to myself, am I enjoying every day without quit that persistent pursuit? I, I'm friends with Chris Gardner, who wrote the movie Pursuit of Happiness. Um, Will Smith was in that yeah, movie. Yeah. And I tell both of those guys, you got it wrong, man. Like, what are you talking about? I said, there is no pursuit of happiness. Happiness and success is the pursuit. That's a good perspective. That is a good perspective. So what are the keys to you being able to live that type of successful life? What are the few two or three things you would say, if you do this, this is, this leads you to success as David Meltzer defines it. Yeah. I think faith, number one, uh, I think that everyone needs to believe regardless of your religion, your philosophy, your spirituality. I think everyone needs to believe that there's something bigger than you that loves you more than your mom. If, if you can get that faith, I, I know people every day, I believe that, but I spend minutes and moments outside of my faith, just like every human being we're built to spend minutes and moments outside of our faith, but being time freaks like you and I are, it's only minutes and moments, not days, not weeks, not months, not years interfering with that great power that bigger than anything, that infinite power that comes through us for others. So for me, that's the number one thing that I have a keen sense of discipline to faith uh, that I'm being protected and promoted by. And then I think you've got to have daily practices based off of values. And I am very stern on my five daily practices based off of my four values. I live with them, spend minutes and moments again outside of them, but I'm probably the most consistent person that you will ever meet people, you know, whether it's online with what I, 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 I'm an everyday guy. I'm consistent and persistent in the pursuit of my potential. I love it. So faith daily, daily practices based on values. And I think that's a circle because your values are connected to your faith. I think that's interesting how you pull those two things together. I'm a, a big follower of Jesus always have been my whole life. And, and, it, and that is the center of who I am and all decisions emanate from that. It's not a priority list. It's the center of who I am. And so all those decisions are made through that lens. And I'm happy to hear someone as successful as you agree that faith is one of those keys to success that we can't, we can't unlock that door to whatever we consider success without having true faith and something. And of course, I think the thing is, of course, Jesus Christ. So, uh, so I think we agree on that. So that's awesome. Well, I want to, I want to give you an opportunity just in the last minute together. What, if you could speak directly to a listener out there right now, who is in uh, the beginnings of the entrepreneur journey, they don't know what's coming. They don't have this perspective that you and I do to look backwards and see what it looks like. What is your advice for that person? Oh, for sure. Find mentorship and ask for help. Find someone who sits in a situation that you want to be in and ask them for help. You can't ask big enough. You can't ask often enough. Ask for help. I know, you know, that's the main uh, reason I lost everything, but it's so simple. And people don't like to ask for help. They think it's not radically humble. Radical humility comes from the ability to ask for help, to be radically humble, to ask in person on the phone via email, media, traditional, social. It doesn't matter. Every day I ask for help. Every day my prayers are simply, may God put at least 10 people in front of me that I can help. But more importantly, may God put at least 10 people in front of me that can help me. And we know the fastest way to get to what you want in business is to help other people get what they want in business, but also to ask for help. Uh, for someone to help you. And, you know, if you doubt the ability to ask for help, think about how you feel when someone asks you for help and give them the opportunity to feel that way by asking them for help as well. 
There is a lot of power in asking for help, just like David Meltzer shared with us. David, it's such an honor to connect with you. I, I want to encourage everybody to go look you up on Instagram, look you up on YouTube. You just find him at David Meltzer at David Meltzer. Follow this guy. He's got live, he does lives on IGs almost every day. At least I think you do it every day. I see you pop up on my feed. So go follow him on Instagram. Go look him up on and subscribe to his YouTube channel, LinkedIn, TikTok. He's got uh, what two hundred and thirty-seven thousand followers on TikTok. So he's 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 not dancing. I haven't seen you dance yet. So no. that's probably pretty good. <laughs> but uh, Dave, thank. Thank you for being here. It's such an honor to talk to you. Congratulations on all your success. Thank you, sir. I look forward to doing more with you, Jason Duncan, one of my 1000 stewards of success. Thank you so much. Well, there you have it. Another very successful entrepreneur about his journey to success and failure and back again. And I love what he said about, um, about his wife, but Julie, you know, when you listen to this, Julie, you're a very special lady. And I know, I know David probably tells you that, but from the outside looking in as a man who just admires other people's success, I admire what you were able to do for him, what you were able to do to, to predict the failure and yet stick through it and then watch him rebuild and, and, uh, and help him rebuild that. So congratulations to you, David, congratulations to you, Julie. And for all of us that are sitting and listening to this in our cars or walking our dogs or exercising, whatever it is we're doing, don't miss the nuggets of wisdom that you get from people like David Meltzer. Um, this guy has done it all. And, uh, he's now on a journey to help others be happy. So don't miss that. Make sure you tune in again next week when I talk with yet another very successful entrepreneur about his or her journey to success. Until then, I'm the real Jason Duncan, and Jesus is King. Thank you for listening to another edition of The Root of All Success with the real Jason Duncan. If you've enjoyed this week's episode, visit therootofallsuccess.com to access the show notes and other helpful resources. Follow Jason on social media at the real Jason Duncan. Are you an entrepreneur who feels trapped in the weeds of daily operations, not experiencing the freedom you thought you'd have as a business owner? Want to know the way out? Take Jason's free exit readiness assessment to see how close you are to getting ready to experience true freedom and success as an entrepreneur. Go to amireadytoexit.com today. That's amireadytoexit.com. See you again next time here on The Root of All Success. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.